Hallelujah, hallelujah. I would like to greet you in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Are you well? Can I have some Holy Ghost? Amen in the mask in Jesus' name. <laughs> oh, God is so good. It is always good for us to come together as the brethren, uh, you know, to fellowship together. And I believe that God will do us good uh, by his grace and also his loving kindness. Um, when I was praying uh, during the week, um, you know, actually God was repeating something to me. Actually, not just only now, but I think it was foretold. And I once talked about this when we were in a prayer meeting, for those who were attending during the week, to say there is something that God wants to do to the children of God. Actually, this is a new season, and you need to embrace what God wants to do. But I want to say this, that Basalon, we have to pray. You don't afford to be casual about prayer, especially in the times that we are living in. Why Christianity is attacked? To there's something that God wants to do to his children. And the devil is not happy about it. And that's why the devil now is fighting families more than ever. He's fighting marriages more than ever. Because he knows that marriages and families are a foundation to a strong community of believers. So, watch and pray. Hallelujah. Stand, watch, and pray. It's a new season. There's something that God is doing. There's a special anointing that is flowing to those who trust in God. If you have survived COVID-19 and you are still standing today, there is a blessing that has been dedicated to you by God. Many have gone cold. Many children of God have gone cold. Many have backslidden. Many have started to question the very essence of the existence of God or Jesus Christ. And this was part of the plan of the devil to actually shift the children of God because he knows what God wants to do. There's something that God wants to do to his remnant. So I want to say to you, don't give up, don't give in, just hold on right there. But there's certain principles that you have to follow. And number one, above all, is Bazalon, pray. Pray. You know, you don't need a revelation to pray. You just have to pray. Bazalon. Pray. Let your prayer be intentional. Be intentional about your prayer. Don't just stumble into prayer. Let it be part of your daily life. Let it be part of what you do. Let it be part of your habits. Develop that habit of being prayerful. There's something that God is doing. Many have lost their jobs. Maybe, uh, you know, you have lost something in your 
in your, in, your, in, uh, in your life. And we declared last year that this year is a year of restoration. When you restore, it means you actually, it's, it's like an old building, you know? It used to have all, uh, you know, these beautiful walls and windows, and, but because of time, the building is, 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 is dilapidated, you know, it's, it's worn, you know, it's, um, it's a bit, some of the things are destroyed, it's not lookable, uh, you know. But when it is being renewed, when it is being restored, it means it is taken back to its original state. The certain things that God has put inside of you, I want you to remove certain things in your life which are distracting the answers that God wants to bring in your life. Now, I want us to look at the six things, the six hindrances, or, yeah, the, the six hindrances to answered prayer. Six hindrances to answered prayer. Prayer. What are the six hindrances? What are the things that will make God not to answer you when you pray? We don't pray because we don't know what to do. We don't pray, uh, you know, because it's part of our tradition. When we pray, we are communicating to God. And as we pray, it means also that we are expecting an answer. Our prayers must yield results. Now, the certain things that will make your prayers not to yield results. And I want you to hear me clearly today. If, if, maybe you may not listen to me, others, but today I want you to listen to me clearly. And if you remove these things, let me tell you, there's something great coming your way, especially as a child of God. I want us to reflect. This is actually a mirror, something to look at. And I'm telling you, if you deal with these things, there's something coming your way. If you are not dealing with these things, can you please close the door there? If you are not dealing with these things, if you are not dealing with these things, there will always be an abortion to what God has birthed in your life, in the spiritual. Sometimes there's things that keep on failing. You try this thing, it keep on failing. You try it, it keep on failing. It's, it's a trend. It means there is something wrong. There is something wrong that is in you and that you need to do what? To repent. And God says, if my people who are called by my name, if they can do what? They can pray. Ne? If they can turn away from their wicked ways and seek what? And seek my face. And he says, then I, God, will hear them. Do you believe that scripture? That God will heal. And he says, I will heal their land. When he talks about healing the land, he says, he, it means he will make you prosperous in every area of your life. That's what he's saying. 
Now, I want us to, to, to go and, and, and just look at this. Number one, write this down, please. Write this down. Write this down. Lack of forgiveness towards others. Lack of forgiveness towards others. If you don't forgive, God will not answer your prayers. It's as clear as that. If you don't forgive, God will not answer your prayers. When you forgive someone, you are not doing it for them, but you are doing it for who? For yourself. You are not actually, they say you are releasing someone, you are releasing yourself. Unforgiveness brings a curse into your life. Unforgiveness aborts the promises that God has laid in your life. Is there people that you haven't forgiven in your heart? Maybe you've been raped while you're still young. You better let it go. Yes, it's a painful situation. I may not understand, but for your sake, for your blessings, for your miracle, for your advancement in what God wants to do in your life, you have to let it go. When you forgive someone, it is not, uh, it, it is not that you are promoting what they have done, but you are doing what? You are releasing it to God. The battle is not yours, but the battle is who? The battle is the Lord's. Watch God fight for you. Barcelona, we don't pray unbiblical prayers to say, God killed the witch. That's not biblical. We pray like Jesus Christ, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they are doing. He has set an example for us. It was painful for him. He had the power to destroy those people. It was not the nails that held him on the cross. But it was his heart to love the people, to love God, and the assignment that was given for him. He knew that after then, there will be blessings. There will be greater things happening. And he says, Lord, if it was my will, I would do something. But nevertheless, let thy will be done. Release those people who have hurt you. Release Release that friend who has hurt you. Release that boyfriend who has hurt you. Release that husband who has hurt you. If you want to see the goodness of God in your life, release your wife who has hurt you. Release your relatives who have hurt you. You are not doing it 
for them, you are doing it for yourself and your grandchildren. If you go to the grave with unforgiveness, that curse is going to pass unto your children. So that's the kind of legacy you are leaving them with. God will never answer any prayer from someone who's not forgiven. Forgiveness is a choice. It is not a feeling. You don't have to feel somehow to forgive. It's a decision. Sometimes you take decisions not because you feel like, but because it's a command from the Lord. Amen. We are soldiers. We are in a battle. We are in a war. But if a commander says a word, it is not about how you feel. You may say, Pastor, you don't understand the pain. The pain can never be compared to what God wants to do in your life. Are you willing to risk everything that God wants to do in your life for the sake of someone who has hurt you? I know people can hurt you. People can hurt you with words. People can speak so bad about you like you are a dirty dog. I've went through such things where people talk so bad about me but I just give it to God. I release them because I know that when I pray I don't want my prayers to be blocked by unforgiveness. When we read Mark chapter 11 verse 25 to 26 Mark chapter 11, verse 25 to 26. It says, And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him, that your Father in heaven may also forgive you of your trespasses. But if you don't forgive, Neither will your Father in heaven forgive you of your trespasses. I believe in this house this morning, nobody's perfect. If there's anyone who's perfect, I want to see them. I've got my flaws. I have my weaknesses. And because I have my flaws and weaknesses, I... I don't afford not to forgive somebody else. I don't afford not to forgive the next person. Because I also need to be forgiven. And I know that if I'm not forgiven, as weak as I am, I will not see the kingdom of God. If you are not forgiven, you will not see the kingdom of God. But for God to forgive you, you have to forgive others. It's a condition. So God will not answer your prayer if you are not a forgiver. Yes, they've hurt you. Let it go. Let it go. Cut it now. Cut the cut. 
your life. Every time things are bought in your life, something comes in a board, it aborts you having an unforgiveness heart. Give it to God. Let go. Number two, write this one. Marital conflict. Marital conflict. If you consistently fight with your spouse or you cause your spouse headache and trouble, God will not answer your prayers. It looks like the amen has has faded away. Am I being unbiblical? <laughs> if you're causing your spouse a headache and you don't want to repent, when you pray to God, God says, go and fix your home. There's certain things that will not happen in your life because you are, you are being stuck by the conflict at home. Try to fix things. Try to mend things. There is a blessing that God wants to bring in your life. But because you don't listen to your wife, because you don't listen to your husband, you are limited. God cannot release all the blessings that he wants to release. Go home and fix. Fix your marriage. You can't always be right. Whether you are a husband or a wife, whether you are the head or you are the tail, you can't always be right. Or you are a neck, you can't always be right. I get my mother neck. Let's take a scripture. First Peter chapter three verse seven. First Peter chapter three verse seven. Hey, verse one. If your if your wife or your husband keeps on crying about you, God will not hear your prayers. He will not hear your prayers. Husbands, likewise, dwell with them with understanding, giving honor to their wife as a weaker vessel and as being heirs together of grace of life that your prayers may not be hindered. That's what it says. In the same way, let me read NLT. In the same way, you husbands and wives must give order. <laughs> yeah, it says husbands. You husbands must give honor to who? To your wives. Treat her with understanding as you live together. She may be weaker than you are, but she is your equal partner in God's gift of new life. If you don't treat her 
as you should, your prayers will not be heard. It's not me, but Allah. It's the word of God. Hey, Bundat, your answers to your prayers are with your wife. <laughs> I don't know you hear this. Your answers to your prayers are with your wife. It says, treat her right. Even if, if you're working at a place, uh, maybe you're working in this place, and, and you, you, you can get angry with everyone. You don't mistreat everyone. But, but don't, don't, don't mistreat the one who makes the salary to go through. Because your salary might delay. Or he might make it whatever half. At least he can force a sword. I'm not sweet enough. So it means, oh, about the lamb or turn some more brach here, umrate, buy you know, buy them some lunch and you know, smile. Then they're going about him. Who's laughing? So if things are not okay at home, actually what it does, it hinders the blessings of God. So work to be at peace. Marital conflict destroys a couple's ability to pray also a united prayer. The other one is praying for this, the other one is, is saying, Lord, this one is a problem, don't bless him. If you bless him, he will not come back home. If you bless him, he will go for a week. Amen. Number three, disrespect for authority. Write that down. Disrespect of authority. Disrespect of authority. God wants us to do it, to respect authority. It doesn't matter how authority looks like. You must respect. Now, when the Bible says, children respect your father and mother, it doesn't give conditions to how they act or how they are living. So your respect to them is not uh, 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 is not in condition of how they are acting. So meaning it's 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 it's, it's a command that comes from God, and that command comes with a what? With a blessing. Now I want to advise you, especially when it comes to spiritual things, not only just spiritual, things, but what happens in the spiritual. If you are in a place, anyway, and you're, you're starting to disrespect authority, leave. Leave that place. 
it's work or it's what? Leave. Why? Because you're bringing a curse on your life. Leave. If you come to a point where you start to disrespect somebody who is your leader, leave the place for your sake. It's for your blessings. And I want to say this to anyone in any church or even here. If you are here, you don't believe in what we do, you don't trust what we do, you don't have faith in what you do. we do, you disrespect what we do, but you're here, maybe because of the building, or maybe because of, maybe you love the word. Let me tell you, you're wasting your time. You're wasting your time. God will not bless you. I advise you to go and look for another church where your spirit will be free and you'll be able to worship God and respect authority. Because if you don't respect authority, there is a curse that goes with it. Move! And I have asked anyone who goes to any church, if you are there in that church and you don't respect that leader, go out and find another church for your sake, for your blessings. He says, he says respect your father and mother so that your days will be what? Will be longer. So there is a blessing that comes with respecting authority and there is a catch. So don't stay where you're not comfortable. Now let's read, uh, I mean this is what I was talking about, uh, that scripture. It says Ephesians, uh, Ephesians chapter 6 verse 2 to 3. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 2 to 3. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. So it's not just limited to your physical father and mother, but it, 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 it talks also about what? A state of authority. If you are a wife and you disrespect your husband, you disrespect your husband, you are calling a curse, a curse upon yourself. If you talk the way you like to your husband, remember I gave you this that another woman said, so say asafunna. This is what one woman said. So say, this is not a man. This thing is not a man. That woman is calling curses upon her life. Wherever where there is authority, respect that authority. If you don't respect authority, you are calling curses upon your life. Hallelujah. Excessive worry, uh, yeah, point number four. Excessive worry, doubt, and anxiety. Excessive worry, doubt, and anxiety. 
When you are always worried, when you are always living in anxiety and you are doubtful, God will not answer your prayers. That in itself hinders your prayers from being answered. If you are always doubtful, if you are always questioning everything, if you are always unsure, that's why the Bible says you cannot please God without what? Faith. So meaning level one, the step one of pleasing God is what? Is faith. But if we live worried, if we live in anxiety, God cannot answer our prayers. You have to believe. You have to trust God. Even in the midst of your trials, even in the midst of your storms, you've got to trust. You've got to be bold. Even when you don't see any hope, you have to be bold. I remember one man in the Bible, his name was Daniel. This was a man of faith. Imagine if they take you, if they take you into a yacht of somebody, lock you in there, and when you are in there, you find that you are, you are faced by five pit bulls. You know pit bulls? Pastor, do you know pit bulls? Very dangerous. But what I like about Daniel, when they took him there, he didn't fight. He was not filled with fear and worry. He knew that his God will fight for him. You know, sometimes when God does things, let me tell you, don't panic when you're facing turmoil and challenges. Stay in your faith. Sometimes God allows trouble to come in your life for his name's sake. <laughs> I don't know if you hear what I'm saying. Sometimes he allows it. When they plot against you, he allows it. Because he wants to show his greatness. But you have to play the part. God doesn't want you only to just speak about faith. But he also wants you to experience his power. Hey! But if there is no trust, there is no money. That's why there's a thirsty morning. So when God, this is what God does. That's why I say, always be confident when you go through. Whether it's sickness, whether it's what, be confident when you are a child of God. You know what God does? He does not change the situation, but he neutralizes the environment and the atmosphere. Hey, you don't hear what I'm saying. <laughs> to your enemies, it looks like you're going to trouble, but God has set it up for your good and for the kingdom's sake so that people will see his power in that situation. He wants to make sure that it is not your papa or your mama or people who will save you, but it is God so that people will see that this was the hand of God. Amen. 
this now. It says when Daniel, look, a decree was made. They complained. You know, there's people who are plotting against you. There's people who are against you because you are, you are a child of God. Just because you are a child of God. Yes, you are qualified, you've got the skills, but they don't want you to be there. Just because when they see you, they see Christ. They go to King Darius and they say, put a decree that people should kneel down before the, uh, God. Daniel did not panic. He continued to pray his God. And they arrested him and said, they're going to do what? To feed him to the lions. Hey, Bazalwan. Testing. 
demanding the foods they craved. 19. They even spoke against God himself, saying, God can give us food in the desert. Yes, he can strike the rock so water gnashes out. But he can't give his people bread and meat. When the Lord had them, he was angry. The fire of his wrath burned against Jacob. Yes, his anger rose against Israel, for they did not believe God or trust him to care for them. Hmm. James 1, verse 6 to 7. But let him ask in faith, with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he is, suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. So God hates unbelief. Do you believe that God will take you out of your situation? Do you believe that God can take you to the next level? If there is any unbelief in your heart or in your soul, you are right. God will not do it. Yeah. That's when you have faith, you've got nothing to lose. You've got nothing to lose. Things can never be, you know, worse than they are by believing, by trusting God. Learn to trust in God. Amen. Through it all, through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. Chiefs. 
But hey, that, that team keeps us praying. I think it is good for Christians. If you are a Christian, you become the chiefs. Because at least it will keep you praying. If, if there's nothing keeps you praying, then at least chiefs. <laughs> Persistence. You know, sometimes if you compare African prayer, uh, players, not that I'm against African prayers, against European prayers, you know, one of the major differences is persistence. To be persistent. To be consistent. Consistency. Some of our players, they become uh, uh, stars for only two months. Then it's gone. Sometimes you go overseas, you, you get people who become stars for ten years. Being persistent. Doing the same thing, meaning scoring goals, trying, you know, uh, being skillful, persistence, not dropping because of success, not deviating because of success, not becoming big-headed because of success. Consistency brings success. Persistence brings success. So even in prayer, we have to learn to be what? To be pers persistent. Whether it's winter, we pray. Summer, we pray. Autumn, we pray. Hey, in season and out of season, we pray. the night. 
and we are all in bed. I can't help you this time. Verse 8. But I, but I tell you this. Though he won't do it as a friend, if you keep knocking long enough, he will get up and give you what you want. So his reputation won't be damaged. And so I tell you, keep on asking and you will be given what you, ask, uh, you are asking for. Keep on looking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will open or will be open. For everyone who asks receives. Everyone who seeks finds. And the door is open to everyone who knocks. Sure. I love the story. He says, it's at night. Your children have been sleeping with hunger maybe for the whole week. Then you decide at night to say, you know what? My children are going to die. I'm going to knock at my neighbor's door. He says, when you knock, the neighbor says, hey, it's late. We are asleep. Go home. He says, and then you don't stop. You keep on knocking. And he says, the neighbor woke up because they, don't, they didn't want you know, their reputation to be tarnished. So they give you those three loaves and they go to sleep. So what made them to give you the loaves? It was not just the knocking, but it was the persistence. Sometimes we give up praying when we are closer to our answer. Then we abort the blessing and the answer that was meant for us. You see, this person could have easily said, they said they are sleeping and went home. And the children were still going to starve. Certain things are starving in our lives and are dying because we knocked and there was no answer. We knocked, there was no answer. But it says here, persist. Keep on praying. Keep on asking. The Bible says, Hannah prayed until she was like drunk. And someone said, hey, this woman, you are drunk, why not? She was persistent. When there are things that are pushing you, when there are things that make you not to sleep at night, when you are in trouble, when you have reached a cul-de-sac in life, and you know, you, you don't know where to go, you don't afford to sleep without praying. You don't afford not to pray. Some don't understand why we pray and they say, hey, Baba Pelatana. You, you don't understand where we are coming from. You don't understand our troubles. Someone could not understand that there was a Benina behind Hannah who was always pestering her. But at the ultimate end, God gave her a child. Persist. The last one, indifference to the needs of the poor. Indifference to the needs of the poor. 
I want to say this. If you want to unlock the blessings in your life, give to the poor. Pastor, you can't just live between you and your family first if you are a child of God. If you want your prayers to be heard by God, when you give to the poor, you are actually moving God. Actually, God's tear is falling, you know, uh, it's coming from his eyes. When you touch the poor, you are touching the heart of God. But if you are stingy, was a one. What is the truth? Stingy. God does not answer the prayers of the stingy. Look and develop. If your prayer is good, you are stingy. If you don't think beyond your family, it is just you. You are stingy. It's not about that. It's, it's not about that. You, you practice it until it becomes a habit. You can give just a little. You can be consistent. You can start. Like, you know, but there are people who are stingy. But they want God to do things for them. God will not do things for you if you are stingy. Now, one of the fertile grounds is the poor. And my heart is there. That's where my heart is. And I want you also, let your heart be there. Find your ground. Actually, that's where the angels live. There was another man. He was so stingy. So You see, you become so stingy. I But no as long as let him but okay see how let's Closing 
our last scripture on this one. Psalm uh, 40. No, no, no. Not Psalm 40. Proverbs 21. Verse 13. Proverbs 31, uh, 21. 2 1, verse 13. Whoever shuts his ears to the cry of the poor will also cry himself and not be heard. Whoever shuts his ears to the cry of the poor will also cry himself and not be heard. This is what the scripture says. If you close your eyes to the poor or your ears to the poor, it says also God will not hear you. God will not hear your prayers. Because all these people who have money, who, who earn money, There's another woman who was earning 80,000 a month. But on the 20th of the month, he's broke. 5,000. And she came to me and said, hey, Pastor Mandini, not a problem. My money finishes before the month ends. And he said to me, pray for me. I said, I'll try and pray. And I prayed and I came back. And he says, hey, Pastor, actually, I need a higher position. I need more money so that I can cover my needs. You see, sometimes we think if you get more money, it will be a solution. But you are lying to yourself. There's a sea that is called a dead sea. That sea has an intake but it doesn't have an outtake or an outlet. So everything that comes into the Dead Sea, it dies. Fishes and all that. Why? Because it doesn't have a what? An outlet. And that's why I don't like the receive, 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 receive. You receive, 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 and then what? You receive until you become dead. Can we start talking about giving? When you are giving, you are releasing blessings. You are allowing yourself to receive even more. You don't become a dead sea. So she came to me and said, uh, uh, did you pray for my job and I know that I would get more salary? <laughs> I 
Hey, they can't keep it. Then I said to her, I didn't give her the answer that she wants. I said to her, That's what I said. I didn't pray for the promotion, and you are not going to get a promotion. God is not going to give you a promotion. You know, sometimes we want to tell people what they want to hear. That's the problem. I, tell, I told her straight, God is not going to give you a promotion. Actually, he's going to give you a devotion. And I said, you must accept this is the word from God. Start finding a fertile ground and start giving. She was not happy. She left. And she said, hey, you are a false, what, what, uh, prophet and what, what. I said, it's okay, go. After six months, she came, smiling. Hey, why is he getting back to the motive? But since then, Salaka Upel, like a statue, Kulukula, Pilaka, Tomaupa, and it's a good shot. And you know what? I'm earning 60,000. But now I even have extra that is left with what I have. And I didn't understand you then. But Solon, it's not about money, it's not about how much you earn. Principles are principles. When you follow principles, God will bless you. And this is another principle. It says when you Listen to the poor. God says, I will listen to you. I will hear your cry. You want God to do what uh, you want him to do in your life? Start giving. Amen. Amen. I believe you have heard something from this. I believe you have learned. Go and practice. If you practice these things, you will see a difference in your life. You will see that you know your prayer life will open up. That certain things will bring into your life while you are not aware about God. And like I said, that it's a new season. There's something that God is doing. So this is your preparation. I'm just preparing you. That's why I'm giving you these things. I'm just preparing you for the things that God wants to do. Let's turn on our feet.